0: This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. I am very excited about this. I want you to prepare yourselves for a captivating personality that has taken the world by storm. I have been a fan of Kim K for years. With a trailblazing spirit and an undeniable knack for breaking barriers, our next guest has become a sensation both in the political realm, the social media realm, as she has captivated audiences with a fearless approach to challenging the norm. You've heard her make headlines, whether it's her groundbreaking advocacy or her unapologetic stance on the issues. She has a flair for bold and for things that are passionate. She's really just a force of nature. I know what you're thinking. Uh, You're on the edge of your seats thinking, could it be? Is she really going to be on the radio? Is she really on the other side of midnight? Hold on to that excitement because in just a moment, we're going to welcome the one and only, the queen of making waves, the trendsetter herself, the one and only Kim K. No, not Kim Kardashian, much better than Kim Kardashian, former Republican candidate for Congress in Maryland, someone who has taken the world of talk radio by storm on WCBM in Baltimore, where she's heard every morning from 9 a.m. to noon. I am very excited to welcome to the program Kim Klasik. Kim, it's great to talk with you again.
1: Hey, Frank, it's good to talk to you as well. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, let me pick your brain on a, on a bunch of uh, issues that are in the news over the last 24 hours. I guess we got to begin with the news that broke on uh, Thursday that Joe Manchin is not going to be seeking re-election to the U.S. Senate. This has uh, Democratic senators just uh, crestfallen that they may lose the majority. Uh, some independents are hoping he'll go and seek a third party line for president. Republicans are rubbing their hands together thinking this is their chance to finally recapture his Senate seat. How do you view Joe Manchin's exit from the uh, U.S. Senate? I mean, is it a good thing that one of the few moderate Democrats now seems to be leaving?
1: No, I think this is a great thing. Uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time in West Virginia, been very fortunate to do so, uh, both Greenbrier and on the other side in Harper's Ferry. And I can tell you what, uh, they are flipping thieves, uh on both areas. Uh, Ben Anderson, he's actually the president of the Greenbrier GOP Club, and uh, he has been flipping seats, uh, local seats and federal seats. And so I think this is definitely a time to capture uh, Joe Manson's scene. I think he probably saw the writing on the wall. You know, it's West Virginia, even though you got all the unions there, you got uh, many of the union members. Many of them are now flipping as well. So this is definitely the time for the Republican Party to to swoop in and do something about it. My only fear is, Frank, and I think you probably agree here, is the RNC. You know, are they going to have the backing? to really push a candidate forward, because this is going to take a lot of money, for sure. And I'm pretty sure the Democrats do not want to lose this seat, considering the slim majority that they have in the Senate. Uh, So we shall see, but we can't get outspent another time, uh, especially since we saw what we saw just this last Tuesday.
0: Well, one of the things that we've seen in a number of key Senate races and gubernatorial races is that sometimes it seems like a lot of times the person that might have a better chance of winning the general election, whether it's Democrat or Republican, doesn't ultimately get nominated. And in West Virginia, uh, they say that the, uh, the heavy favorite to win uh, the seat for the general is the governor, Jim Justice. Some conservatives have a little bit of an issue with Jim Justice because he used to be a Democrat and has a long history in Democratic politics. I think even though President Trump has endorsed Jim Justice, there's still a big calling in the conservative community and the MAGA crowd for Patrick Morrissey, the uh, attorney general there, but, or some other similar candidate. Do the Republicans risk kind of shooting themselves in the foot as they've been accused of doing in some other states by nominating a candidate that may not be palatable to a general election audience?
1: Yeah, that's a tough call. And, you know, we kind of saw something similar in Pennsylvania with Dr. Oz in 2022. And look, I'm I'm a huge President Trump fan, obviously. You know, I always will be. I hope he end end, ends up in the Oval Office. But, you know, at the same time, we have to be smart about it. And I think, unfortunately, we haven't been as strategic as the Democrat Party. And I think that's why we end up in these situations. Uh, they need to take some polling. Obviously, they need to make sure that uh, we can push forward and actually capture that seat, whether it's with a more of a America First candidate or someone that's more establishment. We got to be smart about it. You know, I, I know a lot of people, they want to stand uh, you know, firm in their stances. And trust me, I'm one of those people as well. Uh, but sure. you know, look, once we capture the seat, Uh, You know, going forward, once we get there, we can say, all right, here's where we're going to move things, you know, and if we could win and actually get the majority in the Senate, that would mean so much to us in 2024. So I hope they think it through.
0: Well, one of the people that talking about running, I think he's actually announced for the seat is Alex Mooney, who he's a former state senator in Maryland, actually. Do you know much about Alex Mooney, even though he's running for office in West Virginia? He is from your state originally.
1: Yeah, I don't know a ton about him. I know the name, uh, but I don't know a ton about him. Uh, He's not, Mm -hmm. you know, America First. I wouldn't classify him as America First, but you know, again, that just that might not be the candidate that we need, right? The America First candidate. So we definitely got to play smart this time around,
0: right? Hey, um, I think you came on a lot of people's radar screens with your speech to the Republican National Convention in 2020, almost overnight. It seemed like you had a lot of people in conservative circles talking about you as the next conservative uh, superstar, the next conservative uh, social media superstar, the Republican answer to AOC. Uh, You didn't win when you were running in 2020, but you've made a really incredible transition to the world of talk radio and to the media in general tell me about that transition how have you enjoyed being on the radio how's it different from the political realm uh anything that you didn't expect
1: yeah i mean look i'll have to be very candid and honest uh you know i, I didn't really enjoy radio uh, until i got to wcbm uh luckily at wcbm i can you know talk about topics that are important to me Uh, You know, we don't have Monday morning meetings where I say, all right, here's what we're going to talk about. Here's what we're not going to talk about. Uh, So, you know, you have the uh, the free range at WCBM. I can't say that about uh, every uh, station that I've been employed at. Uh, But, you know, it's it's been fun uh, being able to talk to the audience members. Um, Hopefully we do run again. um, I'm hoping in uh, about 2026 or 2028. And uh, it's good to be able to talk to hopefully future voters. Right. Uh, Let them know where I stand on the issues. Uh, I think, like you mentioned, It was kind of like an overnight situation, and I don't think people Mm. really knew truly who I was. And uh, so now they're really able to hear me Monday through Friday and get a good understanding about, you know, how I feel about different policy issues. And then just how I am as a person, right, just being very transparent, letting them know how I am as a mother, right? I have a seven-year-old daughter that I talk about often, and I think that is somewhat relatable, at least I hope it is.
0: I enjoyed Olivia's uh, Halloween costume as uh, as Wednesday Adams. I thought yeah. that was very very fashionable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I can definitely I can definitely appreciate that. Um, you obviously happen to be uh, black. You're probably one of the most prominent black conservatives in the country. I'm sure you're tired of getting asked this question. I'm sure you've gotten it a lot over the years. Why do black people tend to vote Democrat in such overwhelming numbers? We're not talking necessarily 60% Democrat, 40% Republican. It's almost 90% in a lot of races and a lot of communities. I'm sure you've thought about the question over the years, and it's a question I've been asked and I don't necessarily have an answer for. I'm curious what you think.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, right? I think it comes down to identity politics. I think it comes down to what they know. Uh, I will say the Republican Party has not done the best job at reaching out to minority communities in the past. Uh, I think that has changed since 2020, right, since President Trump has stepped on the scene. And then, you know, with that, you know, with a, a party that's just so unfamiliar to the black community, you know, they're still trying to get to understand exactly where Republicans come from. Uh, for so many years, you've had the media tell many uh, black Americans that the Republican Party is racist and that they're not for them. But at the end of the day, you know, this is a party of freedom. And uh, if you look back at history, you've got Frederick Douglass and so many other great uh, individuals that were Republicans through and through. And so it's just kind of, you know, getting them familiar with the Republican Party while trying to have them understand exactly which policy issues are important to us.
0: Maryland like New York Is a blue state but At times it has shown a willingness To elect Republicans Uh, They generally tend to be More moderate Republicans like Larry Hogan I'm curious what you view As the long term prospects For Maryland Uh, Obviously I don't think uh, President Trump Has necessarily Maryland On his short list of states that he's Hoping to turn red in 2024 But do you see in The uh, either the near future or the long-term future, a prospect for your state, uh, electing Republicans at a statewide level?
1: Well, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I will say in the state of Maryland, you know, when you look at statewide, right, usually Republicans do a lot better if We're running statewide. So the governor's seat, uh, the Senate seats, because Maryland is, it is blue, but it can be purple, right? Because we do have the uh, Ocean City area. There's other areas down uh, towards the southern tip of Maryland. Um, for the most part, you got to win in Baltimore City and Prince George's County, right? And so those are very urban areas, uh, large black communities. And so could we have more of a, a moderate Republican? Sure. Um, but I do believe, you know, Governor Larry Hogan, as he was leaving office, I think there were a lot of Republicans that just weren't happy with the fact that he was so willing to bend for the Democrat Party. So it's going to take some time. And I think it's going to take, like you said, the right candidates. Uh, but I think that candidate is out there. And at some point in time, uh, people are enough, whether it's with the economy, whether it's with gas prices in general, uh, whether it's with the schools, right? We, we champion school choice, in the Republican Party. Uh, any of those issues, I think, will, will reap the black community in, in, a, in, a, in a way where we can finally turn that corner and not just depend on the, de- the Democrat Party.
0: You mentioned Governor Larry Hogan. Obviously, he's no longer in office, but they're talking about him as a potential no-labels candidate next year, maybe even on a ticket with with Joe Manchin. What do you think of Larry Hogan? Do you think he's somebody that would resonate with audiences nationally?
1: Uh, I'm not a fan of Governor Larry Hogan. Uh, you know, look, he had a good approval rating here in the state of Maryland. I think he would tout something around 70%. Uh, you know, as he left office, he didn't help any Republicans capture any seats. And I was thinking, you know, like, look, if you're, you're a popular Republican in the blue state, but you didn't help not one Republican uh, get a seat, whether it was on the local level or the federal level. Right. So uh, he didn't leave a good taste in my mouth, I guess, is what I can say about him. But, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, Joe Manchin, I, I think, honestly, I respect him a little more. I respect Governor Larry Hogan. Uh, Governor Hogan played a lot more politics. And I think Manchin really kind of stuck to where, you know, his guns were and some of the stances that he took on Capitol Hill. But I don't think they're going to fare well uh, right now when I'm looking at the climate across the country. You, you know, the independent, independent party could do well maybe in a few years. But right now, I think we all kind of know exactly what we want. And uh, if, if it was up to me, we want somebody that is strong on foreign policy and somebody that's not going to give in, especially to uh, foreign dictators across the world.
0: You know, foreign policy was a big issue in the Republican presidential debate Wednesday night, and if people are just tuning in, we're uh, talking with Kim Klesik. You can hear her every 9 a.m. to noon on uh, WCBM in uh, Baltimore, uh, nationally known for her uh, incredible appearance at the 2020 Republican Convention. But one of the more heated moments in that debate on Wednesday, Kim, was the kind of back and forth between Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley. Uh, Nikki Haley actually went so far as to say to Ramaswamy, you're really scum. And uh, a lot of people thought she was going to do a Will Smith to uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's Chris Rock. What did you think of the debate on Wednesday night? And what do you think about that kind of talk from politicians in general? Should presidential candidates be calling other presidential candidates scum?
1: You know, it's look, I know right now they're all throwing Hail Marys. Uh, many of them are pulling so much lower than uh, President Trump, and, you know, they're trying the best they can. Uh, I thought Vivek Ramaswamy was good at keeping things, you know, surfaced and uh, geared towards policy. I think that uh, Nikki Haley took it very personal. Uh, I know that uh, Vivek brought up uh, her daughter being on TikTok, but he didn't say anything personal about her. You know, he just pointed out the hypocrisy with Mickey Haley saying that she wants, you know, to do away with TikTok. And look, that's a good opinion to have. Many Republicans have it. You know, she should have just stood firm. Uh, but I don't think that's uh, productive. I think right now the country is looking for someone to lead. Right. I think they're kind of over the. They're kind of over the back and forth. And especially mm-hmm. with the Republican Party, we're definitely over the infighting. I think that hurts us time and time again. So I wasn't excited to see it. But, you know, I have to be honest, Frank, I'm not really excited about Nikki Haley in general. So, yeah, you it and me both. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but uh, uh, I totally get that. and You mentioned the results of Tuesday's election. One of the things that people are pointing to Is that uh, abortion was an issue And former Senator Rick Santorum Went so far as to say You put very sexy things Like abortion and marijuana on the ballot And a lot of young people come out And vote and he actually Said and this uh, caused a lot of Head scratching in uh, in some Corners he says I don't know what they're Thinking but that's why I thank goodness That most of the states in this country Don't allow you to put everything on the ballot And a lot of folks thought that that was sort of an attack on democracy itself do you think that the solution to Republicans not getting the results that they wanted is just to avoid putting questions on the ballot I mean I thought that was a little odd what was your view
1: no that's definitely odd I think many Republicans would like everything to be left up to the states to honestly you know not uh, brought down to them by the you know from the federal level but that is very odd for him to say uh, honestly you know Right now, we hear a lot of Democrats, I don't know if you've been looking at the polling in Pennsylvania, but one of the big things that Democrats are talking about is preserving democracy. And so when you say things like that, it just gets people fired up, gets them emotional. And that's just what we don't want, right? We want people to go to the ballot and and really vote on issues. I don't want to see the emotional Mm -hmm. governing any further. Uh, I've had enough of it. I always say, you know, governing based on emotions is like going to the grocery store while hungry. It's a terrible idea, right? And so you shouldn't vote that way either. <laughs> so, so, yeah, no, I, I think people need to just stop being emotional, take a deep breath, and really think about the future of the country. Because right now, you know, I, I hate to say it, but uh, we're looking towards World War III. We're looking towards, you know, not being energy independent at all. And, and these are real tough issues that we're going to have to deal with.
0: Uh, In just under a week, there's going to be this star studded WCBM showcase at the uh, at the Doubletree. Rob Carson is going to be there. Um, Our friend Sean Casey is going to be there. Bruce Elliott's going to be there. Jim Gossett's going to be there. And you're going to be there. Clearly, someone's uh, someone's invitation was lost in the mail, I guess. Uh, Tell us about uh, about this event next uh, next Thursday. Uh, This looks pretty interesting. And uh, if people want to go, how can they go?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, look, as far as I know, it it is sold out. Um, I don't know why you're not going, Frank. You should be there. Uh, But it is sold out. But uh, I'm hearing that they are going to put another uh, event together soon. Uh, But you know what? You never know what might open up last minute. So I always tell people just continue to check the website. Go to WCBM.com. You never know. Something could open up.
0: Uh, Before I let you go, uh, one of the things that I try to do on this show, and I've heard it on your show to some extent, is get people outside of their bubbles, get people thinking and talking with folks that uh, are a little bit different from them. Maybe they're different race-wise, gender-wise, age-wise, and politically. And I'm always curious for people that have become so associated with one political party or one political cause, in your case, maybe being a conservative, do you have friends that are Democrats? Do you you socialize with Democrats?
1: Yeah. I mean, I look, I'm not very fortunate in uh, that category because a lot of people in my family are. So, you know, I'm, I'm usually the uh, the outlier. I've got a brother. Luckily, my younger brother's just like me. He's very pro-Second Amendment. So uh, he's more on the Republican side of things. But, you know, it's interesting because we don't fight. We don't argue. Uh, we try to have, you know, respectful debates on the issues. But I think we all kind of want the same things, right? We all want neighborhoods. We all want good schools for our kids and we all want to make sure that the future ahead of us is something that we can look towards and say, you know what, I left this place a lot better, uh, you know, than when I found it. And, and so I think that uh, transcends across all parties. And so, you know, we can get along. We just have to try and want to.
0: Yeah, well, that's great, and uh, that's one of the shames I think of uh, folks these get that get into feuds at Thanksgiving with family members that they may not uh, agree with, uh, and I think what you said ultimately everybody wants the same things, and uh, it's just such a shame to see personal, uh, fr- you know, friendships or familial relationships damaged because of politics. You alluded, Kim, to the fact that you might look at something in twenty twenty six or twenty twenty eight uh, politically. Yep. What do you think you might run for? Do you think it's Congress? Do you think it's statewide office? Do you think it's something else?
1: Well, the congressional district here in the state of Maryland, luckily we had redistricting uh, last time around and I live in district two. It looks very well Uh, this time around. We're at a D plus seven. You know, when I ran in Baltimore city, it was a D plus 34 and that was tough, Uh, you know, but I think a D plus seven, we would fare well. I think we're able to raise the money and I think we've touched a lot of people. Like I said, being on WCBM has been a blessing uh, speaking to the audience, speaking to Baltimore County and other surrounding counties. They're getting to know me a lot more this time around, and I think that we could uh, end up actually securing the seat, which would be huge. Because right now we got Congressman Andy Harris down on the Hill. He's the only Republican from Maryland, but uh, I think we could pick up the seat, and uh, we might even pick up Congressional District Number 3 this time around. Uh, John Sarbanes is not running for re-election, so we'll see what happens here in 2024. <laughs>
0: We'll, we'll keep us posted, Kim. You're always welcome on this program. Uh, we'll I'm do. thrilled to be on the same station with you on WCBM. And uh, do whatever you can to put in a good word for me to make sure I get invited to the next event.
1: <laughs> we Will do, Frank. I'm going to see where your invitation is now. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. Kim Klesik Bye. here every morning from 9 a.m. to noon. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you can give me a call. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead.